Bishop. And if you don't know who she is, you're going to see her in uh, selection code here in a minute. But I love her because of America's Moms. And she actually had a YouTube channel, had a ton of content on there. And all of a sudden, one day, I'm bragging about her. Go to look it up. It's gone. So you can find her as America's Mom on Rumble right now. But she she not only has been talking about stuff because she's homeschooling her kids and doing all this stuff and, and bringing exposure to – what's going on in our school systems, what's going on in our political systems. Uh, and and you, as you'll see, some of the stuff that she's gone through in, in selection code, but she still keeps fighting, even though some not fun stuff has happened to her. Yeah, so, thanks for being with us yeah. tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. And I really want to thank you again for making the film to begin with, because it does draw attention to one of the biggest ways um, that they have been stealing our votes and selecting candidates for us for years. The way that we even started was we did not feel that our representation reflected our our people. We didn't feel that the people who were being being um elected, we thought at the time, actually were reflecting our values, reflecting our community. We just didn't think that this that anybody would actually vote for these people. And I think that obviously we are correct on that. Yeah. So, so you, you so in the in the film, it was actually the I mean, uh, well, you were you were doing some canvassing because of the 2020 uh, elections, mm-hmm. but it was really that local election in April of 2021 mm-hmm. that really, really set off the red flags. Um, what, what is it that people can do right now? Because we still have the machines. What is Mm -hmm. it that you feel like going into tomorrow that people can kind of prepare themselves for and, um, and, and just to continue, cause this is going to be, it looks like it's going to be a long term fight to get our elections back. Right. Well, there, there's two parts of this. One is the, the, um, action, the call to action that we have for citizens right now to call and insist with their County clerks all across the country to one, do not stop the count. Do not stop the count. And number two, to run a parallel hand tally along with the tabulators. In Colorado, it's now required by law that they actually use these machines and our our clerks don't have any choice. Our secretary of state has weaponized her office against anyone who comes against her. Mm. Literally just removed another clerk this last week without any, no due process. She doesn't have to prove anything. I mean, it's really Gestapo tactics. But fortunately, the law still protects the hand tally. So they can run the hand tally along with the tabulation. And we are using the word insist. Call and insist that they do that. Now for the individual voter, do do not vote until the day of of, um, election. So tomorrow, elections were always one day and it's tomorrow. We also encourage you to vote after three o'clock. Use a blue pen when you vote because the machine can't duplicate that blue pen. Um, It can't change the blue pen. It can't do anything to the blue pen marking. You'll still be able to see it in the ballot images. And then also uh, make sure that you request a fresh ballot. Do not use the mail-in ballots. That is another big way that they're scheming and cheating is those mail-in ballots. And it also is, if you use your mail-in ballot, a lot of of people think that if they're coming in and they're bringing their mail-in ballot into the office that they voted in person. That's not true. And it will be marked as a mail-in ballot, which will give them further justification to continue to do this mail-in ballot scheme that they're doing. The reason that is so important to vote on the day of is because it messes up the algorithm. The powers that be don't know how many votes they're going to need to make up the difference right. from those early turn, you know, the, those early voting, uh, early mail-in ballots and early voting to who all is going to turn out on the day of elections. And that's why we saw them stop the count. Yeah. They have to stop the count because we overwhelm the system. And so I, we are just um, very adamant with our people, with citizens, that you need to call and you need to insist, do not stop 
the count. Yeah. So awesome. what what about like the up ballots, down ballots, all that kind of stuff? What about, um, you know, there's people that don't know who to vote for. So they leave those spots blank. Is that important? Is it not important? What do we do? Well, I mean, there's always conservative associations. I usually look for Christian organizations. I follow Truth and Liberty in Colorado. I definitely go with their vote suggestions because I helped to form them. Um, Anybody that you trust that's a conservative, uh, causeofamerica.com, you should be able to go on and see a lot of the America First candidates. it doesn't hurt you to leave a ballot blank either, to, to leave a race blank. So for example, in Colorado, we will be undervoting the Secretary of State race. People will be leaving that blank, period. Another thing though is writing candidates. Writing mm-hmm. candidates are so wonderful because they, they automatically take the ballot to adjudication, which means a human looks at the ballot and they have to wow. determine with their own eyes how the ballot reads. That's ideal. That's hand tallying the ballot. Mm -hmm. And so these writing campaigns are so important and they might just save the whole election in -hmm. some of these states. So we do have writing candidates in our state. We've got the incredible race um, with Adam Steen in Wisconsin. That's a writing candidate, such a crucial race there against Robin Voss. People just need, you know, reach out. If you think somebody might know what to do, reach out to them, message them, text them, whatever. I mean, this is the time right now. This is the 80 20 rule in play. Um, my phone has not stopped blowing up because people are finally like, okay, I need to know who I'm supposed to vote for. <laughs> At the end of the day, though, I encourage you to vote your values. Yes. Um, the uniparty system is not where it's at. Voting an, for an R because there's an R by the name is not, um, that's not good enough for citizens in this country anymore. We need to know that these people represent our values, have lived by our values, will defend our values, and will put America first and put your state first. Mm -hmm. So um, we have a Democrat, or excuse me, we have a Republican running for U.S. Senate, and we will not be voting for him. Uh, He is pro-choice. He is not for the life of of babies. It's a very fundamental, basic value in the Republican Party. And so we'll be undervoting that and not voting at all. Yeah. Wow. And so um, <clears throat> we only have a couple of more minutes with you, but real quick uh, b- before we go, uh, what would you say to people who are afraid to speak up and say something? You know, people right. that, you know, are, you know, there's a lot of intimidation, a lot of bully tactics right now. You've been a part, you've been uh, a victim of mm-hmm. such bully attacks, um, as you know, you'll see in the film. Uh, what is it that you can say to people to just stand up and take courage? <clears throat> Well, what's really exciting to see is that a lot of the political um, analysts are coming out right right now trying to understand why there's been such a low voter turnout, early voter turnout. Mm -hmm. And what I think is going to happen is an unbelievable overwhelming of the vote tomorrow. And we are going to see that there are way more of us than there are of this deep, dark underbelly that thinks they have authority over our lives. At the end of the day, you're not going to be able to avoid trouble. God promised we would have trouble in this life. You're not going to be able to avoid it. You're going to have to dig deep, have some courage, and band together with other people that you know you can trust and know will have your back. There are um, there are those people out there, the Mike Lindells of the world, the General Flynn's of the world, the Tina Peters of the world. They do exist, and you need to find your people and then hang on to them tightly. Loyalty is a an essential value in conservatism and in preserving the United States of America. Our founders had tremendous loyalty to one another. They knew that they would die if this didn't work out. And yet they held tight, they held together, and they were faithful to the end. It's really just one of the most unbelievable and incredible stories that's ever been told is the founding of this nation and these incredible men and, and women that supported it that did that. So we have to have that also. We have to dig a little bit deeper and stop being such snowflakes. You might have hard times. And if that happens, get on social media and blow it up. 
and we'll be right there with you, exposing it and defending it with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because the first part I ever went out for was Esther in One Night with the King. And I so I did a deep dive in Esther and, and did a ton of research and everything. I ultimately didn't end up getting the part, but made it up there quite a bit. But in doing all that research, all of a sudden, I'm reading about the situation when she's talking about if I die, I die, right? Everybody wants to be Queen Esther because you're born for such a time as this. And they all want to be queen. But they don't understand that she was going up against King Xerxes and, and the people that really wanted to yep. destroy her people, right? What they want to do is destroy people right now. I mean, babies, mm-hmm. you know, these globalists want to do all these evil things. And we have to stand up and we have to be willing to put our necks out there. And ultimately, God's going to meet us there and he's going to see us through this. But we need everybody to have that moment of like, okay, I'm willing to do what it takes and that God's going to have our back. So we're so thankful for your courage and what you've been doing. And, you know, you've gone through a lot and you keep speaking up. And it's just it, it's such an honor to know you. You know, I will just say we we didn't we haven't gone through that much. I mean, really, now that we can look back on it and go, wow, um, it's just that we got a taste. We got a small taste of what government unchecked looks like and what totalitarianism and a tyrannical government, mm-hmm. federal government, what it can what it can do, what it can justify mm-hmm. doing to regular people. And that is what's so alarming. That is what should be yeah. so shocking to people. Right. Um, you know, so so thankfully, there's a lot of people who will endure a whole heck of a lot more. And so we have an obligation. We have not yet died for yeah. our belief and for yeah. our cause. So yeah. let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. No, awesome. it's just like the just like the founding of the country, uh, just like any story in the Bible. You know, you have to have courage. You have to be willing to stand up. There are going to be people that disagree, even at the founding of the country. Like a third of the country was on the side of the patriots. A third of the country were Tories, and a third of the country didn't even know what was going on. Which sounds very similar to these days. And so, uh, so we're we're in good company. This is just the the, the second part of I think the American Revolution. And uh, we're just so honored to know you. Thanks for jumping on with us tonight. Yeah, uh, Matthew and Joy, you guys, thank you so much for the work that you do. And I know that it's not without a tremendous struggle. And I really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you for bringing stories to the front that would never get told otherwise. No, thank you. It's an honor. Yeah, Appreciate you. God bless. Bye-bye. So with all of this, Matthew and Joy, we've got problems globally. We've got this crisis. It's imploding. We've got stock market that's absolutely imploding. That's all red, right? It's like, it's just, if you looked at it down arrows, you know, green going up, red going down, like the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500 last Thursday, it was like 90% red. Wow. And so I'm looking at some of these charts. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking poor, poor Americans are thinking I had a diversified portfolio. Right. Right. And, and so this is this is a key that I want everybody to hear. Diversification does not mean safety. Right. You could have had one share in each of the 500 S&P 500 stocks. You could have had one share in each of the 30 Dow Jones Industrial Average. And if 80 percent of them go down at the same time, what good did your diversification yeah. do? You? Right. Well, it and- didn't do you good at all. 
And so some of the questions that I was asked this last weekend, you know, because people have been watching, they've been seeing what we're talking about. Um, there was somebody who said, I heard that you can only take 10% of your IRA and, and put it into gold and silver or um, maybe maximum of 20%. So are some of the IRAs able to roll over or all of them able to roll over? How do people do that? Any, any IRA can roll over. So you can do the whole thing. You can do 100% of it. If it's okay. an IRA... So if it's a traditional IRA, it goes to a traditional IRA. If it's a Roth, it goes to a Roth, right? Okay. But you can enroll, but you can do 100%. Yeah. Just like if we're going from Fidelity Investments over to Schwab, you roll over 100% of it. Yep. It, it just rolls over, right? So, so behind that question, it might be the type of investment that they have. Okay. Maybe they have annuity in there, yeah. inside there. And, and you, you can only do a 10% withdrawal per year out of the annuity without penalty. Okay. Here's a thing. If that were the case, you know, everybody's different. You can't make a blanket statement generally, but yeah. but overall, you have to look at what are you going into, yeah. right? So it's it's what are you getting out of and what are you going into? Well, if silver over the last 6 weeks has gone up almost 20% and you had a 10% penalty for withdrawing from your annuity yeah. earlier, well, so so get rid of it. Yeah. Who cares right. if the penalty you just made it up plus double in the last six weeks. So this is where a lot of times people don't do the right thing because they see they have a surrender charge or a penalty yeah, or they have to pay a capital gains tax. It's like a, a capital gains taxes actually means good. I don't, don't get me wrong. I hate paying taxes. I, I don't like them. Right. But we all have to do it. Yeah. But the fact that you have a capital gains tax means you've done well yeah. and you had growth. This Which is, is why problem. you have to pay. Yeah. yeah. So our goal as wise and prudent investors is to do what? Buy low and sell high. Yeah. So of course, when you sell high, you've, you've done what an investor is supposed to do. Of course, you're going to have to pay a tax. The goal is not to let it come down to minimize the tax. The yeah. goal is to lock in to maximize your profit, right? right. So, so don't ever let a penalty or a surrender charge or a tax cause you to not act because you don't want to pay it. I would just, it, but if you were going into cash, <laughs> it gets you zero. It's like, yeah. oh man, my power is 10%. I'm going into cash, it gets zero. It would take you forever and a day right. to recover from that. Right. But if something that you're going into is growing faster than what the tax rate was, it's like, okay, this makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. So to buy low, sell high, keep doing that and locking in profits that's how you grow your portfolio over time. Yeah. And so right now, other nations are watching what's happening with the U.S. dollar. And BRICS just added an extra S recently. Why are they adding yeah. that? Why are they deciding to you know, join forces and everything? And what are they doing uh, with the U.S. dollar? And how are they backing their countries? Well, the BRICS is, you know, when they add Saudi Arabia, for yeah. example. So, so Saudi Arabia did what with China? They said, hey, China, um, you're going to be our biggest buying partner, right? It's no longer the US dollar. You're going to be our biggest buying partner and you don't have to pay for it in petrodollars. You don't have to pay for the oil from us mm -hmm. in, in US dollars. In fact, we don't want them, right? So wow. so prior to that, you know, the in, in the 1970s, the petrodollar meant that every single country around the globe, whether it was China buying something from Brazil or India buying something from Iran or whatever, right? It's meant that if it were oil-based, they're yeah. buying oil or 
oil, it was done in U.S. dollars. That's a petrodollar. Yeah. Well, that gave us built-in demand for our currency. So what what's happening now with the BRICS nations, it's, it's kind of um, scary in a sense. I'm, yeah. I don't operate out of here. But you look at what they're doing. Largest manufacturer in the world, huge military with nuclear capability, and now they're they're vying for the world's economic superpower yeah. right, with these BRICS consortiums of nations. They got out of the Western financial system by getting out of the um, SWIFT program. Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically have gold backing on their currency. They're dumping U.S. treasuries, dumping Japanese treasuries, dumping European treasuries in economic warfare like right. 101. I mean, so when you look at all that, it's like, oh, my word, they're making a play to be the world's strongest economy, uh, you know, collectively with the BRICS nations. And I hate to say it, but they're doing a really good job at it. Yeah. Mm. Right. The West is losing. I'm watching this. And like you said, we don't do anything out of fear. And, you know, it's always how you handle bad situations. It really is how you walk through it, how you get to the other side of everything. And so investing in gold and silver will will be the best investment getting through this next phase and will help protect our friends and our families. Is that correct? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I that's what I believe. And, and it's a function of math. Right. When well, I was just looking actually this morning. As, as you know, as I was doing some other shows and I was looking, doing some research. And you know what? There's there's paper silver and there's physical silver. Mm-hmm. Paper silver is a contract. That's what's manipulated. Right now, as we do this show, there's over 400 basically ounces of yeah. paper silver for every one ounce of physical silver. Oh, wow. That means in the future, if they were to ever to try to deliver in more than what one out of every 400 ounces wanted delivery. It's not there. Yeah. See, they've too many short contracts. This is right for a short squeeze. When you've got that kind of leverage, it will cause silver to go through the roof. When people, all they do is say, I want physical delivery of these paper contracts. It's 400 to one a year ago. It was the last time I looked at that number. It was 200 to one. So we've doubled in yeah. one year, wow. this this leverage, and that will create a meltdown of epic proportions mm-hmm. as people on the flip side of those contracts say, I don't want to settle in cash. I want right. to deliver physical stuff. Yeah. And then whoever has the contract says, uh, we weren't expecting you to yeah. have physical delivery, but we thought you would settle in cash, right? Yeah. yeah. That's this short squeeze works. They kind, of pull, they kind of pull a Saudi Arabia. We're like, yeah, we don't want the dollar anymore. No. <laughs> right. I mean, that's exactly what's happening. So when you see these kind of fundamental dynamics driving the prices upward, we as wise and prudent investors can actually look at that and smile and say, okay, our freedoms are eroding. Right. You know, the election may have or may not have gone our way, but you know what? That's the collective voice of America saying something that mm-hmm. with when it comes to our freedoms or our choices like that. But when it comes to our financial choices, that's just individual. That's just us yeah. making a decision, deciding to act. You don't have to rely on anybody else. And this is where I would encourage everybody watching this show. Yeah. To when you see the fundamentals that are this strong, low supply, high demand, leverage out the wazoo on silver yeah. with all these paper contracts. And you know what? Prices have to go through the roof. And we're seeing it right now. These prices that we're seeing, this massive growth. I mean, who's who's going to complain about 
a 20% growth in a year on anything? Probably not many people. <laughs> well, what about in six weeks? <laughs> right. That's what we've seen with silver, right? And so I would encourage people to, to minimize your risk and maximize your return. You get into the thing that's growing as soon as you can, and you get out of something that's shrinking as fast as you can. Stock market's poised for massive correction with these rising rates. Um, bond market is, real estate already is, yep. like we talked about early, lost $1.5 trillion of equity yeah. over the last, since May. It's like, oh my word. So gobble up silver, take advantage of these markets and these trends so they don't take advantage of you. We, we just so appreciate you and everything that you're doing. Yeah. Um, so many people have uh, either said, oh, I've already talked to Kirk or um, I'm going to, I've scheduled an appointment with his team. And so uh, if you want to uh, talk to Dr. Kirk's team uh, about your financial situation and yeah, how awesome. gold and silver might be the best option for you, go to spirogold.com or you can call or text 720-605-3900 uh, to get an appointment today. 